How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. podcast on the planet we ask the hard questions right which is more evil animating a zombie or charming someone i don't know i think charming someone is more evil than just like making a guy walk again after he's died yeah because charming is just like morally incorrect because i feel like the thing is is that like with like raising the dead and stuff it kind of depends on your intent well, mm-hmm. let's say your your intent is to make him make him bite some, make him go, you know. I mean, if you're like bringing somebody back from the dead, what like to make them be your like undead like minion and stuff, so so they can attack people. That feels that feels worse than charming well, somebody. But if your no. intent is just to raise the dead, is like if your intent is just like you just fucking feeling frisky. When you raise the dead, though, you it's not the same person who died. Their fucking, like, soul is not in that body anymore. They're just a husk of a person. They're a corpse. It's not the same person. It's hardly even a person. It's just a walking corpse. A charm person, though, is used on a real person who is, like, sentient and makes their own decisions. And that's worse. There's more undead than just, like, mindless zombies. I know, but raising, like, a zombie, is that that's what, like, the question one, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, no, so I don't give a shit about it either. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're, just, you're just, like, making a guy do some stuff again, and that's whatever, because he's not, like, he's not, like, his actual self isn't there for it, it's just his body. So I guess maybe if he's, like, mad about it, it's whatever, but that's still not as bad as taking away someone's, like, ability to, like, choose whatever uh, they're going to choose when you charm them. Okay, but what if... What if their loved one were around? The dead one? The dead person? Yeah. Fuck them. Yeah. I don't care. <laughs> no, that's they definitely worse. That's definitely they worse. They no, I, don't, I still don't think that's worse than charming someone. Charming someone's pretty Grandpa bad. doing some sick skateboard tricks. Yeah, I think that's cool. If I saw, like, a dead relative being, like, raised from the grave, and they, like, did, like, a sick ollie or something, that'd be pretty cool. 
But what if you saw your living relative who would never have the bravery to do a sick ollie? What if someone charmed them into doing a sick ollie? I don't know, it'd be lamer somehow. Because they're not like... <laughs> rotting. I don't know, I think zombies are cool. Okay. Do we want to play some fucking Pathfinder instead of this? Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> so, previously in Extinction Curse. Oh god, what did happen? Oh god, it was the fucking... Yeah, there were troglodytes, and they were attacking a distillery. And, um... Mm -hmm. The people who made this fucking adventure clearly didn't think twice about putting barrels of resin outside. <laughs> they sure didn't. Because that Ariato did take out most of the troglodytes very quickly by also taking out the front of a building. Happens. It does. Listen, I use my surroundings. You did? And against it was awesome. everybody else. It was <laughs> awesome in total fairness. Like, that's a top 10 moment for me. Holy shit. Kind of fucked a little bit. It was fucking amazing. You saved the day, you stopped some troglodytes, and you talked to some uh, resin worker people, and they were like, damn, that was crazy. We've been here for a while, um, and our boss uh, is probably dead. And you were like, that'd be sad. And you went looking for her, and it uh, turns out she's not dead. And you saved her. And then the whole town was like, wow, thank you for saving these people. And uh, Commissioner Eichner would like, grumble, grumble, grumble. I guess you can perform free instead of 500 fucking gold. Um, <laughs> it. Which was great. After uh, getting everything sorted, uh, you guys sat down to have the decision. Do we want to go to the tower first, because we have some time? Or do we want to do the circus first? And after a strange interaction with Polio, Ariato and Royari discussed, uh, hey, this is weird, right? <laughs> this isn't how he used to be. What is happening to Volio? And why is he so intent on not getting these Aeon Orbs? And certainly you discussed that for a while, and hopefully hard to say what will come next from that. But um, at the very least, you've briefly satiated the clown. I tell him you will put on a you will put on a circus performance first, and uh, that's that's where we are today. So, fellas, would we uh, would we like to hop into character and get ready to put on a show? Yeah, yeah, sure. Okay. Uh, the uh, tent of the Circus of Wayward Wonders stands in the uh, to the edge of Turpin Row, although you could barely tell it's the edge because of how many people are here. The Stump Festival has brought itself to your doorstep. Uh, with people uh, setting up on the edges around you, um, there's a few food stands which you're pretty sure aren't from you, but they're also bringing in more people here anyway, so you're not complaining. Mm -hmm. There are more people here than ever, and like that's always something that happens, but like, seriously, for every one person that was at your show back in Aberton, there was like 10 people here. You see like whole families uh, like out and about with their kids. Um, interacting with, like, the sideshow of Everyday Wonders, who are, like, putting on a great uh, intro to them. Um, you see the Helter Skelter being toyed with uh, as people, like, jump up and down, uh, to, like, going up and down the slide. The professor is uh, kind of guiding people in and saying, this way, everyone, this way, as uh, you three are all kind of uh, watching as the sun begins to set. How are you guys doing? What's up? Pretty good, pretty nice. Uh, Vol is excited for this performance. That's ominous. Yeah. <laughs> Royari and Ariato, how are you two doing? 
Oh, Moriari always likes doing performances. It is like literally the career path that that he enjoys the most. So he's like not in a bad mood, but he's still feeling a little bit weird about the way that Volio handled that the other day. <laughs> yeah, don't blame him. They're just curling their hair or something. Hello, Yeah, Ariato is also still like keeping an eye on Volio, but she is also just doing her uh, usual stretches before performance. Mm-hmm. I mean, normal clown activities as usual. Volio's not at all out of character today. He seems totally fine. As you guys are like kind of like just doing your stretches, uh, you are kind of approached um, by a crowd. Ooh. And you're like, why is this crowd approaching us? And then you realize, oh, they're not. The crowd isn't approaching us. One person is approaching us, and the crowd is following him. Mm. Oh! Uh, it's Dingo! Dingo! Uh, it's Dingo Dre, uh, with his lumberjack outfit and a uh, blue hat and red beard. You guys have, like, he'd been talking to the professor about coming by and, like, performing and stuff, and looks like he's here to, you know, after a whole day of stumping, as it were, um, come and help you guys out. And, uh... Mm-hmm. Dingo's kind of got a big grin as he uh, comes up to you all and kind of like mousily makes his way away from the crowd towards you and he's like, die everyone. Um, I'm uh, here I'm here to perform. Oh. Dingo, you look great. It's good to see you. Oh, I feel great as well. Um, I, I, I got uh, awarded Top Stumper. Oh. Oh, good job. I'm so proud. Congrats. You are so talented. It's uh, the achievement of a lifetime. I, I, I'm just coming out from the awards ceremony here to now be here in the circus. So it's, you know, it's a big day for me. I'm really happy. And I think I, I think I kind of drew a crowd, but hopefully that's all right by you all. Yes. Fine. Yes. Continue <laughs> to do that. We are not afraid of crowds. I love crowds. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm glad to hear it. Um, my little entourage here, they'll probably, um, they won't be too much trouble. Uh, so, so how how does this how does this work? Do we just like when when does this start? What what's the um? Uh, well, you will be a backstage until it is your time to perform. Okay, all right. Looking forward to it. Uh, Question. Like, uh, yeah. What do you plan to do? My best. <laughs> That's not an act, but okay. What are you, what, what will you be performing? <laughs> oh yes. right. Well, um, I'm thinking of calling myself the aerobatic lumberjack. Mm-hmm. How about sticking to your name? I like it better. Right, yeah. Yeah, of course, of course. Uh, um, uh, <gasps> oh, how about Dangerous Dingo? Da- dangerous Dingo? That would be good, just alliteration. Like your real name. I actually do kind of like that. Dan- Danger Dingo, maybe. The Dangerous or Dingo. Ding- yeah. Whatever looks- makes you feel comfortable. <laughs> he, he's like a little red in the face. He looks really fucking pleased. Um... <laughs> What is your? What is what you want to perform, dear? <laughs> it's. I, I'm gonna have. I'm actually gonna chop down a tree, bring it in. And I'm gonna do all sorts of tricks with climbing it and doing flips with my axes. You are insane. I do it. It's what I do for fun. People seem to like it. So you bought a, you bought a tree this year, right? No, I'm gonna get it now. Yeah, you should probably do that quickly. Uh. What time are we starting at? Uh, like literally, like an hour. He turns oh. dashes. <laughs> you better run, boy. Jesus. Rory turns to the others and is like, "Well, he has spirit. 
He needs a better schedule. I don't think he realized. It's fine. It's not like he's going to be the opener, right? No. What, what if- not anymore. He's not going to be. <laughs> no, he's not. What, what is it? What's the lineup? Uh, well, let's see. Well, how about um, you guys decide? I'll show that fucking bastard to Professor Reich. Uh, so do you guys want to try and decide uh, who you're going to have performing today? Now knowing that Dingo's going to be here? Yeah. Okay. For your opener, what's up? Question, I don't want this to be the opener, but have we used Ufi yet? Uh, yes, you have. That's crazy. Ufi worked alongside Mordain once? I literally don't Mm -hmm. remember. Um, Oh, you were so... Uh, That was after we we got the people from, uh, fucking Dustlight. Oh, you're so right. It was the performance afterwards. So correct, so true. I think you have used everyone now, except for Dingo. Dingo I want is, like, the main act, so... Yeah, like a surprise, like, oh, here he is. What about the opener? Who are we going to get uh, performing there? What about the good fast Signs of the Spheres? Oh, yeah. Do you want to have the Signs of the Spheres? It's like an opening little ditty, you know? <laughs> yeah, I can do that. Like a little, okay. little song. Uh, then for the uh, build-up, you need two people here. I forgot that Axel's last name is Wimblebottom. <laughs> sure is. He hasn't got a chance to perform in a while. We can have Axel perform. We can do Axel and, uh, oh man, what's the name of the girl with the, the wind? Uh, uh Zarlo? Yeah, Zarlo. Yes. Okay. Um, and then we Wind have, and birds. Uh, <laughs> uh, and then uh, for the big number, we have three people. It could be you guys or it could be three other people. I don't think Bully would want to perform. Uh, okay. We did do a big number with you guys uh, recently as well, so don't feel like you have to do. Yeah, so I don't if think you guys he wants don't want to. to be. You don't have to be in this, but you can if you'd like. We want just a bunch of fucking animals. You can have Elian go up there and do some shit with animals. Miss Dancer is an animal. Avora and Gigi, maybe. Beautiful mammoth that she is. Elysia hasn't done Featherfall anything in a while. Featherfall Five haven't also haven't been in anything for a long time. Oh, then we should definitely put them in. Then we could do the Featherfall Five and Miss Dancer. And I mean, if you did Miss Dancer and the Featherfall Five, if you got someone else with the aerial trait, you could have a whole uh, flying team one. Mm. Oh, that's true. Uh, this town does love danger. Yes, they do. That's something to remember. Mm-hmm. They love. They love it when there's a risk of da- danger. The, the dwarven thrower. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's very good. Okay. Do you want to go with Dash? Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I can do that. Okay. Uh, so you guys spend some time preparing, uh, planning this out. Uh, you do see Dingo uh, running back in, a log over his shoulder, and he he's met by cheers as he makes his way in. And by now, the sun is indeed dipping past the horizon. Do you guys want to go in and start the show? Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, you make your way in, and uh, the professor kind of walks up to you, and uh, he kind of rubs his hands together and says, All right, everyone, here comes my favorite part of the show. Uh, let's start figuring out who goes in in what order. Oh, without you, Dizad. What? Mm, without you. Well, oh, well, I mean, all right. It means less work for me, I suppose. <laughs> Um, well, you know, I still need you to roll me a d20 to see what happens. Oh, I can do that. Over you. (laughs) Seven. Um, alright. So, he is kind of like tapping his hands together, uh, and he says, well, I'm sure that won't mean much in the long run. 
It's just I'm a close. funny number that I'd like to make you roll in advance. Uh, don't mm -hmm. worry about it. <clears throat> that being said, um, are you, I am going to go start uh, preparing some stuff. Uh, you guys do your stretches. Are you doing anything in particular this time? We're just going to watch. Just looking pretty behind stage. Happy to hear it. Happy to hear it. All right. Um, and he uh, starts uh, making his way off. He says, I'll get it started in just a moment. All right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Good luck. Uh, and... As he kind of uh, slitters on out, I think someone else slitters on up to you. And uh, Axel kind of appears, and he's got a more serious face on than normal. Mm. He's kind of squinting at Dingo, and he's like, uh, Hey guys, who's that? Oh, so it is uh, someone who will be performing with us tonight. He is doing the big number. Yeah? He's Dingo. He looks like he has a nervous, dis uh, like, uh, an anxious demeanor. Are you jealous because you are the same character type? What? No. Would you are of being replaced because you are similar people? His eyes water. Because You're it is a very, very, very real possibility, Axel. Axel. You could be replaced. Axel. Axel. We're not going to replace you. You are very special and different, and and we care about you very much. We love your birds. <laughs> Volia was bullying you because he thinks it's funny. <laughs> so long as he doesn't like, you know, do any, like, so long as he's here down on the floor and not, you know, up in the sky and stuff, because that's, you know, my whole domain. Mm-hmm. Well, he, he uses logs and, and oh, yeah. things. Okay. He, he may do some jumping tricks. Uh... Jeez, but okay. hey, hey, listen, and he puts uh, both his hands on his shoulders. No one commands birds around and shit like you do. He doesn't know fuck all about birds, but you do. You mean that, Mr. Folio? Not really, but if it'll make you stop freaking out. It does, thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> now go get some water or something. <laughs> okay. And with that, he kind of dashes off. And uh, you hear um, the uh, professor's voice starting to boom out, and it looks like the show is about to begin. Uh, are you guys ready to kick back, relax, and watch this shit? Yeah. Sure. Okay. Briari pulls out a magazine. Vocal performance from Derry. <laughs> All right, here I go, uninterrupted. <laughs> <laughs> Interrupts you just for the fun of it. The professor walks out onto the stage, and uh, he is met by raucous applause as he calls out to them into the bat baton. And he says, Welcome, Welcome everyone, everyone to the Circus, Circus of Wayward Wonders, performing here for one night only in the Stunt Festival of Turpin Row. And uh, people start like chanting, like, Stunt, 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 Stunt. Um, <laughs> A lot of, like, foot-banging and stuff. This is a crowd that has been already parroting for quite some time. Uh, mm. And he kind of, like, turns and calls out and says, To welcome, welcome you, you all, all in, in, with a fluttering of the wings of Desna, I present to you all the sirens of the spheres, the a family of hymnists devoted to the goddess of dreams. Let her soothe you into this performance as we begin our show! And uh, the Sirens of the Spheres kind of come out, and everyone's clapping. Uh, you guys are clapping. Um, I actually don't have my dice with me because I've uh, moved halfway across the country today. Um, do one of you want to do rolling today? A fucking course, I would. So uh, the siblings come, uh, make their way out. Nelvi, uh, Rudon, and Wilfrida. 
uh, and they kind of like uh, spiral around a little bit as uh, they begin kind of like, they got like um, veils with them that they're kind mm-hmm. of spinning over their heads as they twirl. And uh, as they're kind of doing it, they begin uh, kind of just bringing up the mood and uh, using their voices to suit everyone in. Uh, they're going to start by uh, building some hype. Uh, so they're not actually going to sing yet. They're just spending some moments in silence, uh, allowing uh, the excitement to start to build. Um, and it takes two actions. And uh, if they succeed, uh, they're going to gain uh, some extra anticipation, which is great. Mm-hmm. Because uh, you have, at the moment, 51 anticipation, uh, but that's only half of what you could get. So true. So uh, after doing this, they build some hype. But then they burst into a song, uh, much more upbeat than what they did last time they performed. Something really uh, quick and fast, and that slows in and then builds into a crescendo. Uh, they're going to make a uh, religion check on this. So, okay. Ritz, roll me a d20 plus 20. That is 6 plus 20, 26. Okay, uh, that is going to be... Oh dear, that is just one short of a pass. Ooh, fuck. Um, so they sing and it like it, it's okay. Um, but you can see that the crowd is nearly like salivating, looking for something uh, more. Uh, and they sing and it does entertain them and they do like get some claps, but uh, they don't build, like actually get any excitement from this performance. This is so sad. Um, you kind of like uh, are looking out. And um, beside you, you see uh, Mordain kind of gritting her teeth. Ah, tough crowd. These guys know what they want, huh? Mm, yes. Maybe their uh, musical arts are not for uh, them. No, it looks like they are really here to see someone break their neck, huh? Mm-hmm, they like the fucked up shit. Uh, regardless, um, as this performance ends, there's no change in excitement or anticipation, so basically nothing happens. They really are looking here for uh, for some wild shit. Mm-hmm. And uh, the professor kind of turns and he says, uh, And now, no, moving on to our next, next act. act! Taking that in stride, he's a little like, ooh. <laughs> tough um, crowd. Tough crowd indeed. Uh, he turns and says, Today I present to you some masters of the air. I bring to you uh, Zarael, a sylph with music and magic so powerful that she will make you feel like you're walking on the clouds. Um, and indeed, uh, Zarael does come out, uh, kind of swishing her dress as she goes. Uh, her uh, slide whistle in her hand right convert into a calliope. And he says, and now, Axel and his amazing aviary! Witness this young man's mastery over all things avian! You will s- they will sing, they will fly, they will welcome you into the kingdom of the air! And Axel doesn't come out. What? Ariato gets up from where she's sitting and looks for him. Where the uh, fuck is he? Ariato, you do a quick uh, scan and you find him, uh, Backstage in one of the things, and you can see that he is limping towards you. He's like, Hi, hi, is that that's me, huh? That's me. Ah. Axel, what happened? Are you okay? I I did a flip. You did a flip? Did you hurt yourself? Are you okay? He's like grabbing at him. I think I broke my leg. 
You what? Uh, why don't I go out there and you? I can he handle it. He said Axel. It. Oh my, he said I Axel. Can, They're gonna be I waiting can, for Axel. I can put here. Here's the thing. My entire thing is that I like attention. I can just play it off like that, okay? Axel, Axel kind of looks around, and this is where I reveal that you rolled the injured performer trick. Oh, fucking uh, god. Injured performer event. <sighs> um, and he kind of looks at you and says, Royari, you, we, we gotta be fast. Uh, put on the hat and just throw seeds places and the birds will look, okay? Oh god. You can do it, Royari, you're sexy. Royari puts on a hat and is like, I don't like hats, but fine. And Ariato, like, fucking supports Axel and says, all right, now let's get you patched up. Oh, yes. I'm sorry, I just wanted to do cool flips like Dingo so you guys would think I was cool too. We oh love you God. regardless, please Axel, be careful. Please. I'm going out there and Rayari like, flicks their cape open and, and walks out there. You are okay. never doing flips again. You come out, and I think the professor does a little double take, and he's like, Excellent! His amazing aviary, everyone! He knows! He's in! There are indeed tree pigeons on your shoulders, Royari. I'm gonna cry. <laughs> well, let's do it. Whatever. <laughs> Axel's looking a bit sexier these days. <laughs> the the crowd like bites their lips like mm. Axel changed races? Question. Um okay. So uh I think Zarolel sees you and mouths what the fuck at you? <laughs> um, Rayari Rayari mouths back, broken leg. <laughs> they shrug like she shrugs as all right, well, let's begin. And she out uh, the slide whistle. Uh, and she uh, it turns into a calliope and she's going to start playing some music for you. Um, so very powerful of her. Uh, so that is going to be a... Uh, so uh, if she succeeds on this, this will give you a plus one to your check, which is really fucking useful. KK, do you want to roll a d20 here for Zyrolel instead of Ritz? Okay. <laughs> we'll do this in loops. We we'll need Ritz to stop making the fucking rolls. You're doing it because I rolled rolls. badly. We need it's to okay, make you Ritz say it. stop rolling. Their rolls are really bad. Are you fucking good, Ritz? <laughs> okay. I rolled a 14. What is it? Plus what? What is my Plus 12. <laughs> so that would be a 26. 26. Yep, that's a success. Uh, Zyrolel, uh... The Calliope drops to the floor, and she starts to play a little bit. And, uh, Royari, that is your cue. You're gonna have a plus one to this. You need to make a nature or performance check as, uh, you get your animals, um, these birds you've never actually worked with. Uh, <laughs> he said something about throwing seeds. Oh, God. How do you, how do you spin this? Um, okay. Rayari's probably watched him perform before. Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, she likes all the stuff that these people perform, so she's probably watched it. Um, I think that they're just going to try and do <clears throat> whatever they can remember that he's done in, like, a past performance. Like, he's not... Okay. She's, like, 
She'd love to do something like risky, but Rari doesn't know what risky means for 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 birds for being a bird tamer. Um. Okay. So, uh, do you want to uh, make me a performance check and uh, have those birds fly around and do shit? Sure. You have acrobatic performer, so yes, you can roll acrobatics. Okay. Sure. I rolled a 25. A 25, you will be happy to know, is actually a success. Oh, thank Holy God. Shit. And it was a plus uh. one. So it's 26. It's 26, yes. Um, so you've both succeeded, meaning that uh, right now you have 51 anticipation, and uh, that was... Uh, for you, that's going to be five extra excitement, because this is only a level five trick. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. And she got you another five, so you got ten excitement overall. Okay. Um. And uh, what happens is, I think, Royari, you are used to performing very acrobatically, so I think you just kind of jump up on top of the Calliope and spin around and just throw the birds wherever, and the birds, credit to them, are trained performances themselves. So they they just fly away and start spinning, like through the air, like going around in circuits around the, t- uh, the tent. And you're like, ah, oh, so this is talented. easy. <laughs> uh, great, um, I have panache now. <clears throat> um, the birds, uh, sorry, Zarlel beneath you is like, do you need me to keep doing, like, focusing on the music? You don't want, like, any cool special effects? Well, I would love special effects. I just, I'm not really sure. If I do something and then I'll, 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 I'm good at improvising. You got it, Axel! (laughs) (laughs) And uh, she starts to play a little faster and clouds start to gush out from the bottom of Calliope, filling up the bottom of the tent and the crowd gasps! Uh, KK, roll me another d20! And this time it will be plus... Plus eight. Nineteen. Oh my god, okay. A uh, total? Yes. Oh geez. Um that's actually not gonna be a pass. Uh-oh. Um Bring in the clouds. Because, uh, the crowd just doesn't seem to be that interested. Rary pouts. Um <laughs> bringing clowns would be good right now. <laughs> Yeah, do you, like, Royari could use an action to send in the clowns. Royari, uh, uh, like, huffs and is like, bring in the clowns. Uh, bring them in, you, please. <laughs> you make that quick gesture, and the professor kind of also makes that quick gesture. And, uh, big and small, uh, Pamita Pell and Radlov charge in. And as soon as they see the clouds are spreading everywhere and the crowd not really being all that into it, uh, these guys, uh, mimic falling. And they're like, ah! As they suddenly, like, act as if they're tumbling into a freefall. And that, that does get a chuckle out of the crowd. That's going to be another five excitement. Uh, so that brings it up to 15. Okay. Um, Royer, you have one action left. Uh, as the crowd is really, like, kind of just staring up at you. Uh, they, are se- they seem to be pretty impressed by you. Um, what do you do about that? Hmm... Rari is worried because they seem to be sort of like lackluster right now. Mm-hmm. And I feel like Rari. Like, I. 
I don't know, because I want to do something that would actually get excitement, like a lot of excitement, but I also feel like I can't do that while pretending to be Axel. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want, you can... You could certainly reveal yourself to actually be Roy, Royari Sanser Nax and do some wild shit like that <laughs> if you so chose. Yeah, let's do That's that. That's very much so up your alley. Let's do um, that. Okay, do you want to use your own trick in this case? Uh, yeah, sure. Okay. So, uh, in that case, uh, you will have to make me, um, an air- this will be an aerial trick, which they love. Mm. Um, and you will be making me an acrobatics check. Okay. Uh, 33. Uh, okay, um... Uh, Attorney Tree, Royari, that is a success. How do you reveal yourself to be Royari Sansarnax, the Sword Saint, uh, as well as, like, do a cool aerial trick? I think Royari sort of goes, Ugh, I can't take it anymore. Um, I hate this hat. Um, and I think that, you know when, you know when you're watching, like, a musical and, like, somebody has, like, breakaway clothing? <laughs> yeah. Oh um, my god. Rayari rips off their fucking tearaway pants. <laughs> Literally. Rayari rips off their tearaway pants and, and their, and their hat. Um, and Rayari's <laughs> like, it was me the whole time! I think that, uh, he like jumps into the air and does like something badass. Does a flip. I think uh, as you jump, Royari, the birds uh, kind of like fly over um, and kind of allow themselves to be almost use as steps for you to like bounce off. Terrifying. Third moment. Yeah, I mean you're very good at this shit, so you actually really do not apply much weight to them. Um, but you jump, bump, bump, bump until you're about 15 feet in the air, and you do a cool flip at the midpoint and then land on both feet and bow. And I think the crowd is actually really bl- like blown away by that. And um, the professor goes, uh, what, is, what a twist! It was actually Royari sent down next to Sword Saint all along! And the crowd goes, whoa! Um, and that's going to get you excitement equal to your level, which is 11. So in one trick, you've already brought up from 15 to 26. Fuck. Oh, yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God. The crowd is very much so uh, loving it. Um, and they kind of like uh, cheer and roar for you as you guys start uh, making your way backstage. And um, Zaril kind of turns to you very quickly. Broke his leg? Where is he? He's back here. Um, and Rary opens them, like, goes back, goes behind the curtains, and is like... Did you see Ariato just, like, wrapping Axel's leg in a stint? <laughs> Polly was putting, like, really useless band-aids on his face. That is not going to... <laughs> well... It'll help somehow. I... Alright. Zara, Zara Lalt looks and says, How the hell did that happen? What did you do? And he's like, I tried to climb up, like, one of the ladders that the, the, the Featherfall 5 use, and I tried to do a backflip, and I landed really bad. My dear, that is extremely dangerous, and I appreciate your 
I appreciate your attempt to try and do something new, but don't do that without a net, okay? You're supposed to use Please. a net? Yeah, yes. yes, it was like a whole thing. We... You need someone to spot you. Yes, it's... That's the... The entire thing is the illusion of danger. Dear, none of us are actually in any danger when we do any of this. That's why the nets are so thin. That's why you can barely see them. We are professionals, Axel. I just wanted to be cool. You are very cool, Axel. You're you're (laughs) cool. You and your birds are already cool on your own right. Never do that again, please. Um, I think the tree birds flap in and he kind of holds them to his chest and he's like, Oh... I'm so sorry, girls. And he hugs them to his chest. And he, uh, he looks up at you, uh, blinking away tears. And he's like, Siren Ray, Desna, and Shelton say thank you for taking care of them. <laughs> I love your birds. <laughs> Did That's he name them after the lesbian polycule? Yes. Yes. Um, the lesbian goddess polycule. It's kind of gay. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, I think as you're, like, discussing, uh, it's Esme who kind of pokes his head in, and he says, Hey guys, I don't mean to, like, uh, alarm you, but I think this is actually going really well. You usually think we, so? Yeah, usually we kind of, like, overwhelm the crowd, like, sh- do, like, a ton, a ton, a ton. But I think it's entirely possible we'll perfectly match the excitement and anticipation of this show. Oh, possibly. It would be cool. Like, it looks like they're about halfway there and we're halfway through the show. If we can keep this up, we might actually do it. Oh, that would be exciting. Um, that being Thank you said, for breaking your legs. This wouldn't have happened otherwise. Are you serious? Yes, do it again. Folio. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, do um, not do it again. I think uh, you then hear a voice calling out and it's a professor and he says... All right, everyone, and now for our main spectacle for you all tonight. You've seen him around Turpin Row. He's been awarded the top stumper. I bring to you all Danger Dingo, the acrobatic lumberjack. And the crowd really loses it out of nowhere. Like, it goes from like, yeah, to, yeah! <laughs> um, so... Dingo kind of, like, makes his way in. Uh, he's carrying a log over his shoulder, and he, like, plops it down uh, frontwise, and uh, he kind of, like, grins out at everyone. Uh, and I think he is going to take a risk. Um, he takes a moment to kind of, like, spin out his uh, hatchets, and he's twirling them really confidently. Like, it is insane. This man could lose fingers if he was uh, any less careful than he currently is. Mm-hmm. Um... He does that, and uh, the injury tag is go- is going to uh, gain the injury tag, and uh, because he already uh, has the injury tag, he's actually going to increase the DC of this check by two. Um, so hopefully he does okay. If he fails, I'm going on stage to execute him. Okay. Well, Dave, do you want to roll me a d20? Uh, that is an eight plus whatever. An eight plus whatever, uh, that'd be an eight plus nineteen. That is a twenty-seven, mm-hmm. which is just his DC with the raise thing. Holy shit! <laughs> Thank God. Um, 
and basically he swings the axe out and kind of carves into it. Then he swings the other one up and he continues doing that really, really quickly as he uses his athletics to climb to the top of the tree in a matter of seconds. This thing is tall and he scales it like he has a climb speed. And he does a front flip, or so he does a backflip off the edge and lands on top of it and kind of flourishes to the crowd and they lose it. Um, so that is going to be uh, 10 excitement plus uh, an extra five because uh, he took a risk, meaning that he adds 15 excitement. Uh, bring you up to 41. Um, and I think he is then going to uh, take another action uh, to just jump down. Um, and he is going to try to jump the whole 20 feet down and land superhero jump style. Uh, so Dave, roll Hot. me another d20. Okay. Okay. <laughs> uh... That's a, a 12. Yes, it's 12 plus 19. Uh, yes, that passes. He adds another 10 excitement, uh, bringing you up to uh, 51 excitement, which would be uh, the max, uh, like that would be the thing you're aiming for. But he, uh, the professor, when he introduced him in, raised the anticipation by his level, which is another 10. Bring you up to uh. 51 out of 61 so far. Let's fucking go. He kind of jumps off the edge, throws the axes into the air, uh, lands on both feet, uh, and sort lands in lands in a superhero jump style, and then catches the axes as they fall. And he bows, and the crowd just foams at the mouth. They love Dingo. You hear the crowd, Dingo, 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 uh, and he kind of punches a fist and it says, "Right back at you, Tapping Row." And they fuck. They cheer him out as he comes back. He turns to stage. He comes back to you guys. How do I do? All right. Very good. Very good. Very nice. You did great. Your name. You did a good yeah, job. They, yeah. I was worried that you know maybe it was a bit too much, but um, hopefully that was no. all right. No, we needed that. We needed that. Yes. Uh, you can never do too much in a circus unless it causes very bad injury. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so uh, he's kind of grinning. Um, and Axel's kind of there on the floor, and he looks and says, "What happened to him?" <laughs> Axel looks away. <laughs> and Axel, Dingo's like, "What right, then?" Well, <laughs> why um, don't we relax? Blue like leans down next to Axel. He's like, "Don't worry, I won't tell him that you broke your leg trying to be a little bit like him." <laughs> he looks away. Um, <laughs> And now the final call, you hear the professor call out and he says, Now everyone, I bring to the stage before you all today, if you like feats of daring aerobatics, then you will love this final performance, where we bring to you all the masters of the air. I bring to you all the Dwarven Chores, the Marvelous Mist Dancer, and the Barrafall Five! And uh, a whole fucking little ensemble comes out. Uh, he does use his ringmaster thing to raise the anticipation for them uh, because they're probably going to need it. Yeah. Um, so uh, that is going to be... Let's see. Uh, that is going to be five for the Featherfall five, which brings you up to 66 anticipation. Uh, mm -hmm. That is going to be... 
Uh, eight for Miss Dancer, which brings you up to 74 anticipation. And then lastly for the Dwarven Showers, that's going to be another five. That is going to bring you up to 79 anticipation. Let's see if we can get this crit success, everyone. Um, so, starting out, uh, we're going to have uh, the uh, Dwarven Showers, uh, and they're going to assemble the tightrope for the Featherfall 5 while doing stunts! Um, so, they're going to make aerial tricks here, which means that they do have a plus one to this. Uh, but they kind of start uh, tossing themselves, like they will grab one, like one edge of the um, of the uh, tightrope stand, and then another will toss them into the air. And so, on the middle of their arc, they push it down to the uh, ground and stick it in. Um, and then they, they keep doing this. Uh, so Ritz, roll me a d20 here. Okay, I prom I, I won't roll that. I promise this time. You have a plus one to this, so. That's a 20. A 20? Yeah, 19 plus 1. Oh my god. Hey, plus 15, Ritz, that's a crit. Fuck yeah, bitch. Um, so, not only do they raise, uh, gain their, uh, they gain 5 excitement, they gain 5 anticipation. Uh, bring you up to, uh, 84 anticipation and 56 excitement. Um... And the crowd loves that as they're basically shoving him in and getting him into place. Um, then the Featherfall Five, they're gonna like start climbing up and getting to uh, they're getting into position. Uh, as they climb, um, Ahab puts uh, Zondi on his shoulders, and uh, Delibi puts uh, Sumesh on her shoulders, and uh, Odvi climbs herself. And uh, then, once they're up there, they're going to start uh, trapezing on top of that tightrope. KK, roll me a d20 plus 13. And plus one, because this is going to get some excitement from them. 26. That's a pass! Okay, that gets them uh, five excitement. Let's bring, bring us up to 61 excitement. Um, and lastly, we're going to have Miss Dancer. Uh, and Miss Dancer starts to flap his wings. And he says, what's up, everyone? I'm a Pegasus. And uh, he bursts into the air as quickly as he can. Uh, And what he's going to try to do is he's going to try to do loop-de-loops around the Featherfall 5 on top of that tightrope. Dave, roll me a uh, d20 plus 1, and I'll be plus 17 as well. Sure. Oh, shit, that's an at 20. Oh, my God. Okay, um, in this case, I think they are going to choose to raise their excitement uh, by two instead of raising their anticipation, because they might need it. Uh, that'll be 16 anticip- uh, excitement, Bring you up to... Oh, jeez, yeah, that's going to be bringing you up to 70... 77, holy shit. You are so close to getting a critical success on this show. If you can make anticipation and excitement match, remember, this will be an incredible show, which will have some huge stuff for you guys. Um, the Dwarven Shores, they kind of realize, oh, holy shit. Um, I think rather than just, um, rather than just, uh, trying to gain uh, excitement here, they're going to try to, uh, they're going to try to prepare themselves and hopefully get some more anticipation on the crit. So they take an action and uh, they are going to uh, stand back a little bit 
and line themselves up. It looks like they're preparing to do something with uh, the Featherfall 5 off in the distance. Uh, but they take an, a moment to prepare themselves. Ritz, do you want to roll me another d20, please? I do. Is a 15. Okay, a 15 plus 15, that's going to be a crit already. That's going to be a 30, which means that they get a plus 4 to their next roll as they are going to prepare themselves. What are we at um, right now? Right now, you're at 84 uh, anticipation and 77 excitement. Okay, 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 okay. All right, okay, um, all right, okay. The uh, Kanbalis uh, also are going to take uh, some time to prepare themselves. Uh, they're not going to try to do anything now. They're going to boost their next rolls. So, uh, KK, roll me another d20. 15. 15 plus 13, that is going to be... A, a 28 plus 1, that's going to be a 29. Uh, that's not going to be a crit, but it's going to be one off from it. But it's a success, which means their next roll will be boosted as well. And lastly, Miss Dancer is also going to prepare. They're all kind of building some hype as they're getting ready for one massive mega trick. Um, Royari, I want you to roll me a, a d20. Mm-hmm. Uh, plus 1, and then plus 17. That is um, a nine plus... Nine plus one, that'd be ten. Ten plus, plus 17, 27. Okay, 27, that's a success, not crit success. Uh, so they have all given themselves some little bonuses for this one last mega trick. And fellas, what a mega trick it is. The Featherfall Five uh, braced themselves as the um, Dwarven Shores get themselves into position and then launch themselves one by one towards the Featherfall Five to knock them off the thing like Skittles. Uh, Ritz, roll me a d20. And this will be plus five. Then plus obviously another 15. So this will be basically a d20 plus 20. Uh, I'm so sorry. I rolled a two. That's okay. You know why? Why? The DC you had to beat was 20. Oh shit. So you literally, on a two, you still pass. Fuck yeah. Uh, so that is going to be uh, an additional five uh, an excitement. Uh, bring you up to 83 out of 84. <gasps> Let's see if we can do this. How can we get one point? <laughs> Let's see. Um... But as they're falling, they actually cling onto each other and hold on position and stack onto their shoulders one by one. KK, do you want to roll me a d20 plus two? So, sorry, a d20 plus three plus... So this will be a d20 plus 16. 30. That's a crit! Okay, they add um, five... They're going to add uh, five anti uh Five anticipation, bring up to eighty-nine, and they're gonna add five excitement, bring up to eighty-eight. Shit Is there myself. any way to get one excitement? Is there Is any there way? Any way? No. Well, what if? I'm looking real fast to see. Can you like I don't know, bring in the clowns? <laughs> the clowns add anything? You can only do that once per performance, though, right? No, it's once for our act. <gasps> We could do that. Will the clowns add anything? Say Let's yes. Let's see. Let's see. What happens when you bring in the clowns? 
Isn't it five something? Uh, the thing is, I think the clowns are level one. So if you had them come in and perform on their own, it's such a funny idea. Just like stopping this fucking massive performance for two little clowns. You have a fucking problem with them. No, it's so funny. Okay, so normally you can do this on a failed trick. However, I would allow it in this one case for you to send in the clowns uh, and have them kind of top off this performance and give one excitement if they succeed. (laughs) Are you willing to do that? Yes. Okay. I think you quickly signal and you're like, come on, we just need a little push. All, all this wild oh, of Featherfall 5 are falling. Um, I think Big picks up Small and kind of twists her, twists her around like kind of like us, like he's about to throw a baseball. And then he fucking tosses her. And I need you to make me a just a flat D20 check, uh, Dave. Uh, okay. That's a 16. Okay. Small collides with them and she lets out a colossal honk. And uh, they kind of like all loop up together. uh, A little bit thrown off before landing on the back of Miss Dancer. Who lands with a, like lands with all of them on his back. And they all kind of crash into a tumble on the floor. The Featherfall 5 are fine. Don't worry. They were... You guys probably planned this out as a possibility. Mm-hmm. And you get one excitement. Bring you up to 89 out of 89. Ooh. A critical success of a performance. This is oh not the goodness. biggest crowd you've ever pulled, by far. However, what it is, is the crowd that you've most expertly managed. <laughs> and you see no one is overwhelmed. You see everyone was able to take in every second of that. And they all stand and cheer for you. Absolutely loving all of it. Um, the professor calls out as you all come onto the stage to bow and says, Thank you, Turpin Rowe! You have made tonight one of the greatest performances we have ever put on. It is all thanks to the good people of the Stump Festival. Happy stumping, everyone! And to all a good stump! <laughs> Not a um, good stump. So on your critical like success, stump. holy shit! Congrats! Woo! Uh, you were able to get you were able to get that thanks to quick thinking and uh, last moment planning. So on this, uh, on your critical success, uh, your mm. payout is going to be doubled. Holy shit! You already had so much money. Um, <laughs> it's so okay to is- have more. What do you mean? Yeah. <laughs> um, so let's see. Your your circus show sheet, uh, your circus has um, 14 prestige, which means uh, that your payout here is going to be uh, prestige plus final anticipation. That's going to be um, times two. That means that your the money that the circus made today is going to be 186 gold. Damn, bitch. Bring up your total gold to be 558 gold in the coffer. Woo! Awuga. Awuga is right. That's a lot of money. That's a lot. As for you guys, your money is also going to be doubled. 
<laughs> Each individual performer today makes 224 gold. 224? Yes. Mm -hmm. Fuck yeah. 1183. Ryari is happy. <laughs> uh, you guys are all gathering. Um, you see Dingo like kind of holding this bag of money that's been handed him by the professor, and he looks up at you guys, and he's got he's got tears going down his face. Like, are you are you are you all right? You look like a leg too. No, it's just this is uh, probably the most money I've ever made since my dad passed on. Oh, oh. it's deepest than I want to go, but that's amazing for you. <laughs> I'm so glad. I am glad that you are happy. I think. You're happy, right? This isn't, like, yes, sad to... very happy. Okay, good. Uh, Miss Dancer kind of comes up to you guys with a bag of money in his hand. He's like, You guys are gonna buy so many fucking oats! <laughs> I yes, am so oats. fucking happy for you, Miss After that performance, you deserve it. Oh, yes, It's you a luxury blend. And I think, uh, you guys are able to relax after putting on this amazing show and rest for the evening as you enjoy uh, one of your final nights in Turpin Row. Dice Will Roll will return after these messages. Do you want to make a podcast, but you're just not sure where to start? Do what we did and try out Anchor.fm. Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. For one thing, it's free. There's also tons of uh, creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. It'll distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and even some places I've never even heard of. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. So yeah, you want to make a show? Go for it. Download the free Anchor app today or go to Anchor FM to get started. Rules light. Gay heavy. Knees weak. Mom's spaghetti. Listen to us truly earn the explicit podcast tag on Roll Gay Roleplay. Where we roll with sass and kick some ass. Our dysfunctional party isn't afraid to get our hands dirty. Feel free to interpret that however you want. So violence is on your gay agenda. Come join our campaign at Roll Gay Roleplay. And, and may Yonce be, be with, with you. you. We now return to Dice Will Roll. My eye turns to both uh, Volio and Ariadne is like, thank God we can get out of this fucking hell town. True. We do have to park at the edge of town, though, because we have a... <laughs> we have a thing to do still. That's true. Oh, yes. Um, I, I think as you're uh, kind of hanging out there, um, Royari, uh, you kind of get a tap on the shoulder. Um, it's uh, Ulrich Weem. Mm-hmm. And he's kind of smiling and says, Roy, are you, if you, do you mind if we have a quick talk? Yeah, of course. Just a moment. Uh, you, We were at the show and we just wanted to talk quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh, Roy, he hops down from where they were sitting and is like, I'll be right back, all right? Mm-hmm. Okay. It's fun. Always. And uh, as Roy is departing, uh, Ariato, someone approaches you from the dispersing oh. crowd. Um, and it's a, uh, it's the same messenger guy that you uh, met the other day who was like, go talk to the Commissioner Eckner. And uh, he's got, hmm. uh, 
uh, summons for you, ma'am. Okay. Uh, this we are is... being picked off like flies. <laughs> uh, this is for um, you. You were looking to make an appointment with uh, the tax collector. Ariada blinks. <laughs> uh, the local priest of Abadar. He's stationed in Carrick. Oh right, yes, him. <laughs> okay. Um, he's he's uh, nearby, and he saw your performance, and he wanted to have a discussion. Okay. Uh, he's. If you don't mind, I can guide you to him. Okay. Sounds and, good. And nods and starts just kind of uh, jogging off a little bit. Ariado turns to Volio and says, "If I'm not back in an hour, <laughs> I'll, 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 I'll sound the sirens. Don't worry. I'll get you." Uh, you see the sirens of the spheres poking their head around the corner. Oh no, not you! The actual ones for like when people go missing. I mean, we can sing real loud. Maybe that would be helpful. <gasps> I don't that could help can you too, actually. <laughs> um, regardless, uh, Ariato, you jog off. And, uh, Volio, you are left with uh, Axel, who is a little quiet, as he's sitting down beside you. God. <laughs> he, <laughs> he looks like he's a little embarrassed, I think. Has anyone given the man crutches? I think I think you guys made him some crutches real quick. Okay, good. <laughs> uh, I was gonna be a little gayer than that, but sure. Hmm? Oh, did you want to be a little bit gayer than that, but sure? Do you want to do something? Oh, Volume's well, gonna like carry him around. You can still carry <laughs> him around. I think that's very funny. He has crutches, but you do it anyway. I think it's funnier if he has crutches and Rolio does it anyways. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, he's got the crushes in one hand and Axel in the other. Uh, Axel's like, I'm really sorry about all the trouble I caused today. Uh, it's understandable, but yes, it was quite a trouble to place you very extremely last minute. His I eyes have kind to of apologize fall. to Ayali, you know. Yeah, I'll, I'll make sure. And- <sighs> but... I'm more worried about you than some stupid act, you know? I was joking when I said you were replaceable. I just don't want to be a nuisance, I guess, you know? Would you like to go back to your cabin? Mr. Volley, that's really forward. No, not like that! <laughs> um... <laughs> I mean, I can I can walk, and if you'd like, I can make a cup of tea or something. I, I make a, a mean uh, red leaf tea. Axel, your leg is broken. Let's just go. He, he fucking picks him up and carries him over. No, okay. I am not letting you walk. Are you crazy? You bring him back to the cabin. Baradolf is there, fast asleep. Leandris is there, fast asleep. Um, it smells musky in here. Bardolf. Um, But Axel, kind of like, as you sit him down, he exhales as, you know, I just thought that, you know, the, the Aeon Stone that you got me would somehow magically make me able to do what I need to do, you know? It's not an anti-bone-breaking stone. Y- yeah, but I thought it would, like, enhance my my skills enough to make me not mess up like that. Royari jumps off stuff all the time. Yes, but what I gave you isn't a... He looks at you with big eyes. Oh, he feels so bad suddenly. <laughs> guilt for the first time. Uh, 
he, he's, he's like, he's like, he's doing the thing where like, he's like not looking at him because he feels bad about lying just a little bit. Uh, and he's like, Axel? Mm-hmm. I gave you that stone. Uh-huh, you did. I wanted you to get stronger, yes? Yeah. And it's, it worked, but I guess it wasn't working as much as I thought. The stone can't do all the work, you know. Kind of you have to do it too. Yeah, I know. Someday you won't need this stone and you can throw it away. I would never throw away a gift from you, Mr. Volio. Okay, that's a little bit gay, but sure. No, it, <laughs> it just means a lot. You, like, I know I know you do bits all the time, but like... Your your opinions matter to me. You... I, I, you res- I, I know you pretend you don't, but I know you respect me and that's... It means a lot to me. You're the first person to ever say that I was like you, you know? Though I don't exactly get what that means. You don't really act like much of a loser. Folio? Mm. <laughs> yes? You were really quiet and your face was a little scary for a moment. You almost looked like a different person. <laughs> Imagine that. Do you want to have some of that tea? Because, like, I'm not kidding. I'm really good at making that tea. Yes, yes, I would love some. Uh, yeah, any hands on his crutches. Go ahead. I, well, you, I don't need crutches to make tea. You have a broken fucking leg. I think you need crutches to go make the tea. I, uh, oh, the pain. Oh, <laughs> oh God. Oh, it's aching. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, you do want to make a medicine check. Yeah. <laughs> I would love to. Please tell me his leg's actually broken and it's not just like a stupid thing. Seven? My medicine's a flat check, lol. His limbs are showered in eight places. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, hold on, you need help and he gets up and he like helps <laughs> him walk over. Um So Royari, you're being guided off by uh, Ulrich. Um, I will say that both you and Ariato are fully aware that actually Axel's leg is sprained at best. Ulrich's <laughs> <laughs> oh, like he's such a baby. Volio, however, fully believes that the leg is shattered. <laughs> <laughs> um, that being said, you make your way into the cabin and, uh, Larijah is in there. Uh, um, Ulrich is obviously leading you in. Um, mm-hmm. Orjan himself is kind of like looking down to the floor, and um, they kind of sit in and they hand you some some uh, some tea as well. It's tea time for everyone, it seems. Mm-hmm. And, uh, sits down with them. Larijah is. She looks like she's in good spirits, and she smiles and says, "Royari, that was another wonderful performance. We all went, obviously, and." Truly, you put on quite a show. We didn't realize it was you until the last moment. <laughs> Thank you. I had not meant to perform tonight. And uh, Ulrich is like, we would not have been able to tell. It was expertly pulled off. You did a great job. Thank you. And there is, uh, Origin is just quiet. <laughs> and, and Larijah clears her throat. And Origin kind of raises his head to look at you, Royari, and he says, I 
we just wanted to bring you by today to say that Roy, what you did out there today was really special. Roy raises an eyebrow. And you you did a, a fantastic job and it really was a spectacle like nothing else we've ever seen. And every time you do put on a show, it really is something brand new and incredible and you, you do a you do a good job at this whole performing thing. Thank you. Very sophisticated. Um, and he looks at them and he's like, I really appreciate that. He stays quiet for a moment and then Ulrich kind of <coughs> elbows him. <laughs> and Orson's like, I wanted to say that I was wrong. <laughs> I'm not, but my performance wasn't nice. You didn't no, like your it. No, Mirage like, like immediately goes into cover and says, No, Royari, it was a wonderful performance. I love the way you jumped on the birds. <laughs> Thank you. I it's all very last minute and terrifying. Don't worry, I know that you were kidding. I I know what you I know what you mean. Ulrich kinda like exhales and says, It That outburst that we had last time, Royari, it was it wasn't kind of us. And while we do have our beliefs about what your future is, ultimately nobody does know whether or not the universe is predetermined or spontaneous, and ultimately it isn't on us to decide that for you. And while we have our hopes about what is in the future for you, and we, we would hope that you do follow what we have asked, what we have set before you you are you are you Royari and I think that's the most important part of all of this uh, Royari uh, she smiles uh, a little bit um, and she looks at them and he he breathes out and he's like I understand where you're coming from don't worry it's not like I haven't taken into account the way that you feel and the way that and the things that you believe and everything that you want from me. And it's not like I don't care that you want things, that you want or think that I should do something or not. It's not that I don't care about your opinion, because I do. It's why it bothered me so much when you said that I wasn't special. Orson ducks his eyes again. It bothers me because I do care. I just don't like the idea that I can't do anything except for that. Because I am doing this, and I'm doing it both for you and for myself. I like being an independent person, <laughs> if you haven't noticed. The idea of fate being the thing that controls me makes me uncomfortable. Because that would mean that it's not me, and that I'm not being independent. I think Lorija looks up at you and smiles and says, "Well, one way or another, I think it's a wonderful, uh, it's a wonderful thing that the hero of Aridin is a a fantastic and individual person like you. It'll show us old fogies, won't it?" <laughs> You're not old fogies. I'm over a century old. We all are. Yes, well, 
That All right, that's enough true. of this. We're being too sappy. Show me your sword. I see a scroll around it. What's this thing? What? What? All right, pulls out the Where's sword. It? What is this scroll? It's, it's a scroll of... Dragon form? What? Turn you can turn into a dragon? I found, <laughs> I found a scroll of, of turning into a dragon, and I was like, well, fuck it. No one else can use it. And then I turned into a dragon, and I was silver, and it was very weird. Not bad. Just I've I've never done that before. So he shakes his head and is jumping into the deep end. We need to give you some basics. First things first. When we get to Carrick next, because that's where we're headed after this, I, if I recall correctly. First things first. We are going to be getting you a scroll of haste, a scroll of mage armor, and a scroll of magic missile, as is intended by any good magus. I am not a magus, my dear. Oh, this is a weapon of a magus, so we should be teaching you how to use it like one. And I'm a swashbuckler redeemer. Just drink your tea, Origin. You t- you all have a much less tense drink together. And even though the reality of your destiny is still daunting to you, what your family feels about how you present yourself is mitigated. Ariato, uh, yes. you meet a man on the edge of town. She is potentially getting kidnapped, yes. <laughs> uh, Ariato, on the one hand, Ariato is indeed a young woman meeting with a stranger. On the other hand, she has demon fire powers. Ain't no bitch gonna kidnap her. That's true. Um, anyone tries, they'll be burned alive. <laughs> they will fucking deserve it. This man is... Uh, He's about uh, five foot four, uh, but he's very tin-faced and pale, um, with Malfoy blonde hair and um, kind of like piercing blue eyes and a tight-lipped smile. Um, He wears uh, green robes of a traveler, but on his lapel there is uh, the symbol of Abadar. And uh, he kind of like uh, smiles and bows a little bit to you as you approach, and he says, Hail there. Uh, you must be one Ariato Bati? Yes, hello. A pleasure to meet you. I am Jemeg Hondry. Um, I am the uh, cleric of Abadar of uh, Carrick and the taxman of the uh, Swordlands. Um, I was given a... Uh, I was received a missive recently that uh, you may be coming to Turpin Road to speak with me while I was doing my duties here during the Stump Festival. Is that correct? Uh, yes, that is. Yes. Um, why don't you come with me? Uh, come to my office and we can discuss whatever it is you wish to talk about. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, you do go in t- uh, into town and um, thankfully, this once he gets to the office, it is like right next to the guard station. Uh, you should probably be fine hopefully any young women listening to the show never do this unless you also have demon fire powers it's true Ariado uh, can take care of herself with fire y'all I do not trust any priest to try to tell you about taxes do not trust any random ass man especially during the fucking dead of night I love the yes. idea that there's always somebody... have a knife or pepper spray on you I love the idea that somebody is listening that wouldn't know not to talk to strangers. 
And remember, kids, don't ever do drugs. Stay in school. You're really gonna say that to do, to, to to our listeners to not do drugs, really? Do not catcall. Do not run up to women just to say a compliment. Guaranteed, if you have to run up to said woman to make a compliment, it is unwarranted. You should just go away. Do not feed your gremlins after midnight. <laughs> okay. Um, sorry. So he kind of like, uh, like he brings you into the office and it's, uh, only a little, um, listen, it's a taxman's office. I think you get the vibe immediately. It's a little like that, like humid in here. Um, the wood mm. is all kind of like, eh, and he's kind mm. of, eh, but he's giving you information, which is like what you're here for. It's that's the bonus of what we're trying to go for here. Yeah. So he kind of sits across from you and he says, now, uh, Miss Bertie, was it? Yes. All right. Miss Bertie, um, you are here. Um, you are here to talk about taxes. Is that correct? Uh... What is your occupation? Uh, what what do you do for a living? And uh, let's let's try to figure out how to uh, set up your tax paying system. I actually I wanted to speak with you about the um, the sudden deaths that have been happening around the Swarthlands. Oh, um, sudden deaths, you say? As in, like. People who people of all ages would just suddenly die in their sleep for no reason other oh. than they were sleeping. I think he kind of like um, pauses at you a little bit, and he kind of makes a face a little bit, and he says, um, Ugh. "I have the." Recent debts in the area, yes, I am aware of them. Um, obviously, I am a holy man, so I must often speak at their funerals, but um, to be honest, I have little thoughts on the matter. Uh, I have, I'm more uh, concerned, honestly, about commerce. I, I know many of those who have died recently following that description, yes, but um, I am of low opinion of most of them, as it were. They were slow at paying their taxes or um, suffered from defects of character, such as laziness or cruelty, perhaps. Why, why do you ask? Um, so do you speak for all of the church when you say that you have no opinion about uh, innocent people just dropping dead? Well, I... I'm afraid if you're if you're implying that there is something larger at play, then forgive my forgive me, but I do have to openly scoff at that. Uh, any debts in the area are simply a a symptom of the greater misery currently afflicting the sword folk. Lands are getting less fertile, people are getting less energetic, the water beco- is becoming less clean. And frankly, I personally put that up to a lack of fate in the divine in the common populace. And what about it? And what if it's 
Along the lines of hauntings. <laughs> Sorry, I, my, that was... That was, uh... Wrong of me to do, but... No, uh, hauntings... They do happen, but... I wouldn't say that hauntings occur quite as often as what you're explaining. Uh, if you are suggesting a ghost appearing and taking people one by one, that seems a little bit too much for me what to... What do you know about these deaths? I know that they died. And that's it? You don't talk to the families or anything? Do you listen to them? Well, they said that they were fine earlier and then they weren't later. And unfortunately, that is a relatively common thing to find. People die. Have you heard of night hags? He raises an eyebrow a little bit. Says, Have you heard uh, of the spell Nightmare? Or Abyssal Plague? Kind of, like, bites his lip a little bit and says, Certainly. Is, are you implying that there's a night hag on the loose in the Swordlands? If there wasn't, my connection wouldn't be as strong. He kind of, like, glances at your eyes and puts two plus two together and goes, Oh. Oh. Uh, um... Right. Well, that's a perfectly valid theory for you to have, but, um, well, if there is one, then, um, go get him. You're, you're, you're quite the adventurers, I've heard. Uh, hop to it. While you do nothing to console the families who have already lost people or are about to lose people? I have no way to prove that there are, um, families that are going to lose more. And if it is, as far as I'm concerned, it could be entirely natural. You may have your theory, but my theory is that no, there isn't anything strange happening. I do a perception check on this man. Yeah, sure. Roll me a, roll me a perception check. 37. This guy's a miserly little scumbag that only cares about money. <laughs> I think Ariadna la I think Ariadna laughs at that, and she just gets up her room and she's like, <laughs> of course. I see that my answers were not uh, to your satisfaction, and that's perfectly all right. And if you have nothing more to speak with me, I do have, unfortunately, much more pressing matters to attend to than circus right. folk. Like other that people's being money. Kind of takes that for a moment, pauses, and then continues. And he says, If you don't mind, I would like a receipt of this uh, meeting. I do like to keep account of who I am meeting with. So if you could just sign this to let me uh, to say the time date that you met me with and uh, how long this meeting took, which is approximately 12 minutes. He kind of like slides this to you. He pulls open a, a little bureau and starts rifling through the pages. And um, as he's doing so, he kind of like his hand slips a little bit and he accidentally like knocks something and just in a colossal calamity of misfortune shit just falls all over the floor and he's like oh for god's sake and now there's just paper all over the floor and he starts picking it up and Ariato this is very cathartic uh I think uh Ariato goes to sign the paper uh she puts her full name in nice handwriting and then just puts 12 minutes of a colossal waste of time <laughs> and Ariato as you're signing this and you start walking away I, like you kind of like have to step over some of the pages and uh, as you're moving you pause because you see something yes on the floor one of the many 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 receipts that's been spilled it's 
pure chance that you saw it. Mm-hmm. But there's a receipt. To one upper Vandy. She checks the timestamp of when they met. Um, and, how, and for how long? Seven years ago. And it is a receipt for a pro bono funeral he did. Uh-huh. For a man named Yungor Swinton. The first one. I think she picks up the receipt and says, So how was this conversation with Vandy? He pulls his what? What are you talking about? I'm terrible. But don't go reading through my... He kind of snaps out of your hand. He says, what is it? A receipt for a funeral he did seven years ago? How can that be of any interest to you? We saw an angry spirit that mentioned this man specifically. Younger Swinton? Mm-hmm. Hardly now. Younger was a, t- a drunkard. Something about blood money? He raises his eyebrows and says, Blood money? Which Younger Swinton? I have to laugh. Younger Swinton was a drunkard. A no good that pilfered, uh, that wasted his family's fortune and then fell in a river and drowned. So you're saying that you don't know anything about the about this man's money specifically. Younger Swinton, I know all about Younger Swinton's money. I know that Younger Swinton spent his family's gold like it was nothing and then uh, wasted his poor mother's uh, money left the Swinton family with nothing and then ended their bloodline by being a colossal drunkard, a gambler, a womanizer, and a waste of time true and true. I can't understand why Vandy would do his, uh, would do a funeral for such a man of low character such as him. And what was his mother like? Old Lady Swinton. Clarissa Swinton, she was Lovely, why? Nothing else? Nothing much else to say. She had a farm, then her son spent all her money and she died. And her husband, Roger, had died a little bit beforehand. And because Roger had no money, soon after she starved. Starved? Yes, they had nothing left for them. Why are you so interested in that? Just, Just a little investigation. It's nothing that you should really concern yourself with, considering you don't really care about this investigation. Remember? I should hop to it. Well, yes, do. And he kind of like squints at you and kind of nudges you towards the door a little bit as he starts cleaning up all these pages. He's messed all over the floor. Before she leaves, before she leaves, uh-huh, uh, uh-huh. Uh, she tosses the paper um, on the floor be- um, behind her and says, keep an eye on Upper Vandy for me, will you? She makes a face at you, says, goodness gracious. Watch out, or else it'll be you that they come for next. <laughs> Believe me, she puts a she puts a fireball in her hands, and uh, she puts a fireball in her hands in a way that illuminates like the bottom of her face. They can try. <laughs> Ariato, you leave, and as you do, I think you hear him say, "Oh, for goodness' sake!" as he picks up your receipt and sees what you wrote. <laughs> <laughs> And you have uncovered some information on a mysterious funeral that Upper Vandy did a few years ago, pro bono, for a family that you had heard the name of a few times. Ah, this gets more and more interesting every day. 
So I think uh, that after all this is uh, done, Ariato, you get back. Royari and uh, Volio are doing pretty okay. Uh, having their uh, evening dessert, which is some uh, some condensed milk or some shit, and uh, you Just make your way condensed over. Yeah, Just condensed milk. milk. <laughs> Probably with some pancakes. Um, the little cake. Yeah. You, uh, and Ariato, you come up after having spoken to the world's worst man. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so... That priest is a fucking cunt. Oh, oh. oh, your conversation did not go well. Uh, the man is just in it for the money. He doesn't care about the people. He doesn't care that the people have died or why they have died. He just cares if they pay their taxes on time. I uh, hate tax collectors. I figured. Uh, That's but pretty shitty. You'd you think they have... care about it a little bit, even. I mean, like... You'd think... It's not uh, like he's he's from the Church of Abadar, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's like it's not like the Church of Abadar is supposed to be completely uncaring. That's weird. Not that they're well, good. Also, the ba- Church just, of Abadar does not have to be caring, nor do they have to be total assholes. This guy has taken a stand. He's taken a stand. Um, where he's like, well, um, what happened? Well, 12 minutes of him telling me how he just doesn't really pay attention. Of course, he has to speak at the funerals because he knows these people. But other than that, he thinks that these deaths are just deaths and it just happens. However, what the hell? he can make his death happen. <laughs> he did have a receipt from seven years ago about the uh, this, uh, Swinton man. Oh, uh, Swinton. Yeah, it's a receipt about a funeral that uh, Vandy put up for this person, even though he was a drunkard, womanizing piece of shit that completely spent all of his good mother's money. Ooh, maybe they were childhood friends? I don't know. It was a pro bono funeral. And apparently the uh, lady died by starving to death. Oh, God. Because they just had no money. Whatsoever. You you remember, old lady Swinton's broke and Roger Swinton can rot in his grave. Should have sold me that baker, Roger. Your widow is going to starve. Don't tell her about Vandy. No, no, no. Now Vandy's money is blood money. Blood money now. Then some shit about, like, horses. (laughs) And a woman in the night. It looks like this may have been the son of Old Lady Swinton and Roger Swinton. Hmm. And Roger okay. seems to Closer. have died a little bit. Uh, he a little bit before Youngor. Youngor looks like he spent the family's money. Then Old Lady Swinton evidently did starve. What's this gotta do with Van? Why would he do it before? Well. Maybe I had the pity for Hazamaza, maybe? I don't know. That is plausible. He seemed nice enough. I mean, maybe. yes. He seems like the kind of person that does genuinely care about his community. Mm-hmm. The thing that's just ticking me off about this is blood money, though. Well, yes. that could be referring to the fact that he's making money because of this. Hmm. 
All funeral money would be blood money, would it not? True. He is making profit off of the death of uh, many people and uh, charging their loved ones who are in mourning. And even then, the other... He's the, he's the one who's actually in charge of, like, doing funerals and stuff now, because... Well, that is his job. But he's, it's a job that he's been getting it's more a, and more power with since Bularoo, mm-hmm. like, over Bularoo. Yeah, mm-hmm. Bularoo is kind... Before we met Bularoo, he was... The work was really slow for him. Like, he used to do funeral stuff, and then everyone just went to Vandy. And that is unforgivable. Well, it does mean that he's with us now. But... <sighs> so true. We'll have to... We have to... We're gonna have to talk to him. To Vandy. Mm, yes. It's important that we do. We're missing, uh... Puzzle pieces. I suppose. Yeah, we still have... There are still some things that we need answers to. Mm-hmm. I'd rather have them mm-hmm. all... I'd rather have all the pieces of the puzzle before we confront him, because... <sighs> he seems nice. He seems really nice. Mm-hmm. But I'm still suspicious. Understood. It's fair. He's at the middle of all of this, uh, mm-hmm. and it's not looking good. I don't know if they like his answer why he's in the middle, but... Uh, we'll get it eventually. And I'm okay gathering all the pieces before we put them together. Yeah. Puzzle buddies. (laughs) (sighs) (sighs) (laughs) So, is there anything else that you guys want to say? Or do you want to call it for a night and get ready to make your way uh, to um, the old forest town? Volio is calling her for that. That's enough dark stuff for him. <laughs> Volio's like, well, good night, everyone. <laughs> well, this is over my pig lid. Oh my god. Uh, Volio just fucking coomps to the floor, and uh, Oddbody kind of slithers <laughs> out of the bag, curls up on Volio's head, and starts imitating snoring, but he's like locking eyes at Royari and Ariato. <laughs> yeah, he's still. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Ariado takes like a cloth, takes like a spare cloth and just blindfolds, <laughs> blindfolds fucking odd body. Arr! Scary. It's really <laughs> not scary, you know. It's just the dark. Peace is dark and peaceful, as it should be. Very Maybe much. So. Let's. Um. Oh, Ray turns to. Uh, Ariado and is like, let's get some sleep. We have a big day tomorrow. Yep. Uh, do you guys want to make your way out to the, uh, the old forest tower and see what's up there? In the morning, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, morning comes. You guys uh, stretch. You start kind of leaning a little bit and you go, ah, let's go. Um, I think, uh, Brillen is uh, out reading uh, reading his uh, morning bestiary. He waves at you as you all start getting ready to go. Um, morning bestiary. 
Sounds it's like, like you, Derry. <laughs> You're so mean to me. Uh, <laughs> he uh, waves you uh, guys goodbye, and you make your way out. Uh, you go into Turpin uh, Row. The festivities are still going, uh, but you meet with um, you meet you uh, need directions to the tower. So uh, mm-hmm. you go to meet with uh, the person you know will get you there, Ritana Shum. Uh, okay. You find her in one of the local taverns. Uh, she is, uh, you know, just having um, like some bacon. And she looks up at you mm. with like uh, tired eyes. And when she recognizes you, she's like, oh, hello. Oh, you want the Hi. directions, didn't you? Yes. Yes, to the tower. The tower, yes. Um, well, I don't see why not. I certainly owe you, and I can't go back to work yet because the building's still under repairs. Um, don't worry mm-hmm. about it. She kind of like raises her hands at you, Ariato. <laughs> Our my workers' lives are worth more than any old building face. Are we? Uh, are you going now? Yes. Mm-hmm. Do you have the time? I don't have anything else to do, so a bit of a hike up to the old forest tower will do me no harm whatsoever. Perfect. Uh, and she kind of gets up, she stretches, and she's like, shall we? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, and so you shall. Uh, you make your way uh, kind of on a hike through the woods. Uh, the Immen woods get more and more tangled as you kind of move. Um... Like, it is a tick, tick forest. Uh, but even then, you can see that the newer trees seem to be taking a little bit more time to grow. Uh, the old trees are ancient and verdant, but, like, new trees are having a little bit of difficulty growing from the ground. Uh, so she's kind of she's kind of walking, and she says, So you're here to stop the Zul'gath from um, causing trouble with the Aeon Orbs? Yes, essentially. And this Tessaka, the, the alchemist I was talking about, she's leading the Zul'gath who are doing that. I believe so. So what are these Aeon Orbs? I know they're giant balls of light, but what do they actually do? I assume that you know about how Aridin is the person who, like, made this uh, island that we live on. Of course. The Aeon Orbs are the thing that keeps it alive past his death. So these dinosaur people and their alchemist leader, they want to just end the life on the Isle of Cortos? It seems that's so. Goodness gracious. That is horrible. Thankfully, we've got some big, strong adventurers like Yutri here to help us. (laughs) Oh, yes, we do. Try our best. Uh, As you're all kind of like making your way, I want you all to roll a perception check. Okay. Yeah, Yeah, I got a 28. I got a 24. I got a 36. Okay, Ariato, it's you that sees it then. Okay. There's something pinned to a tree. Uh, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Yes. It's a body. She... Uh... <laughs> okay. Human? At first yes. glance, you might think so, but no. 
A curve in the trail reveals a gruesome scene. The grass at the side of the trail is sodden with pooled blood, and an emaciated figure is pinned to a nearby tree trunk with a heavy iron spanks, heavy iron spikes through the wrists. Small goat-like horns protrude from the corpse's forehead, and its lower body is a pair of furry legs that end in cloven hooves. The blood on the figure descends both from the deadly wound in its chest and from its mouth and nose. The scene here is at least several hours old, and the air is thick with the scent of blood. I think um, when Gratana sees this, she like freezes up immediately, and she says, Oh, rascal. That's that's just like the ones that we found. That's like what happened to my me- my people. Mm-hmm. Mm. It's, um, yes. Shit. <laughs> what is it doing here? Who's doing this? We believe... Wait, this, I, I'm not as sure. It has to be tied to Zul- Zulgath, right? I and think Zulgath so. And Zulgath has done like that as well, though. Well, yes. There was once that was Zulgath, but uh, everywhere that we go, that there is Zulgath so far, but at least the last two times. Wait, is this, this this is the um the dark the 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 underworlder the, the the dark person I was telling you about the the slayer mm-hmm. that was like starting to turn on the Zulgat? Yes. I don't think that was a Zulgat. Hmm. The, the, really? The, I, no, they they the way they talked about it, they made it sound like it. And before she's able to finish, suddenly she's interrupted. Oh fuck. By the weirdest fucking thing. Mm-hmm. Singing. What? It's scratchy and discordant. And it sounds kind of like... And it kind of carries oh. over the, the wind a little bit. And I think Gratana freezes up. And she says... We gotta go. We gotta go. We've got to go. Don't Wait, look what? at it. What, what Don't the look fuck at is it. it. Okay. Don't look at that. What? Everyone, would you like guys like to make a performance check to try to figure out what the fuck that's singing? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. A performance check? Mm-hmm. Can I, can I roll acrobatics for this then? No, you cannot. Okay. This is specifically for Eric. 31. 28. You all realize very quickly that's actually singing lyrics. Go away. I'm coming. You shouldn't look. Uh, it's not a very good song. She turns to you and says, There's legends about the Bagul Nas here. Um, it's a, a fake creature that wanders through the forest. And it, it, it's... I hate to This is going to sound weird, but it is genuinely so hideous that if you look at it, your heart will stop. Really? The opposite of me. <laughs> no, I'm not kidding. We have to go. And the singing is getting louder and louder. Then let's go. Sure. And I do not mind taking a detour. She turns and she starts genuinely running. And oh. Okay. Then she freezes. 
because a silhouette comes out from between the trees. It's covering its face, so you can't see it. But that is probably a blessing. Mm-hmm. Its body is cool. garbled. Like, imagine uh, a child tried to draw a person with their, like, without their proper hand, and then it was real. The proportions mm, are ah. all wrong. Um, it doesn't have any clothes, but it doesn't have any, like, like, it doesn't have anything to cover up either. It looks unreal. Its hair is shaggy with, like, sticks poking out of it, and it is covering its face with hands that are way too big. Um, it's about as tall as Royari as it's coming out from the woods, and it's kind of like singing out, telling you not to come closer. Mm-hmm. And it pauses for a moment as it's coming closer and saying, like, "Don't look! Don't look at me! No, peeking!" I pauses, and it, like you see an eye peeking out from between its hands, and it sees you, and this eye. You know when you're like six and you're obsessed with drawing like realistic eyeballs, but it doesn't look realistic whatsoever? Yeah. Mm hmm. Pure gold. Oh. And its eye sees you from between its fingertips, and then it drifts over to the satyr on the tree, and it freezes. It says, Jagrin? Jagrin, is that. <gasps> oh no. No! Is that your um... friend? What have you done to Shagrin? Uh, we didn't do that oh, one. And immediately, this thing is like charging towards you, still covering its ha- face for now, but it's going to try to kill you. Mm. And uh, the Bagul Nas from a Breton folklore, actually. We never see this. Can I get a fucking pub for my Brittany listeners out there? Um, Yo, anyway. if you're from Brittany, you're better than other English people. Britney Spears? Britney is from France. Hashtag free Britney. Um, oh, shit. Hashtag free Britney, yes, thank you. KK, you're so right. Take a hero point. Um, <laughs> so, uh, everyone, let's roll initiative real fast. As this no. creature is charging towards you, uh, clearly distressed by like the fact that you have evidently killed its friend. We didn't. Uh, I'm not going to roll intimidation for this one. <laughs> Shit, Ariana feels a little too bad about this. Don't worry, you guys. I have a redeemer. Um, 37. Holy shit. 27. I'm probably going to roll bad for a diplomacy. <laughs> so top of the order is not you, Ariato. It is good. the Bugul Nas, which rolled a 38, I'm afraid. God. Damn it. Uh, and the Bugul Nas uh, pulls its hands down. I can't tell you what it looks like. I just, okay. this thing is genuinely so insanely hideous that it actually makes your hearts like freeze a little bit. Um, you know that feeling you get when you wake up from a dream where you fall? Just even glancing uh-huh. at this thing's face is making you feel that. Um, so everyone, uh, as it rushes over to you, uh, because it's going straight for, uh, the closest person, who happens to be Gratana Shum, everyone needs to make me a will save immediately. Okay. Uh, is this mind affecting? 
no, it is visual. Okay. No plus two. I'm gonna use that hero point that you just gave me. Thirty. Okay. Uh, twenty-eight. Okay, Rory. Twenty-eight. Everyone fails. You are all doomed. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. You guys have all gained the doomed condition. This means that you've already failed a deck saving throw. Ah, so that's what okay. it does here. Okay. <laughs> Cancels out my fucking diehard. Yeah, this thing is like just seeing this is horrible. Um, and she, like she shrieks and she says, "How could you do this? What have you done?" Um, and she, as she's but it was, it does. as she's kind of like running, she's kind of like moving through the foliage like it isn't even there. And uh, she immediately slashes at um, Gritana. That is going to be a 35, which is a crit. That is going to be 48 damage. She's immediately knocked out. Uh, she is dying too. Okay, Rayari is going to use Glimpse of Redemption. Um, and it's like, um, she, she doesn't look at her face. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um... But he's like, we didn't do that. We came across it. What happened? I, when did you last see them? We can we can help, I promise. Um, as you try to uh, ask her not to hurt you, she flinches for a moment, but that doesn't stop. Her claw slashes across um, Gritana's chest, and she lets out, ah! and immediately goes down. Mm. Because she did do like 48 damage immediately. Uh, on her last action, she picks up a rock from the floor and throws at Ariato. Yeah, all right. Um, that is going to be a 26, Ariato. Miss. Okay. Uh, that Now it is your turn. Ariato, oh shit, what do you do? Diplomacy check. <laughs> okay, make a diplomacy check. A 32 against its will DC is a fail. Okay. You try to... What do you say to her? Look, we just came across it. We were investigating because I saw it at the corner of my eye. We were just investigating. We didn't do anything, I promise. She snarls with her face that is full of too many teeth. And screams, You're lying! You're lying to me! Why would you do this to Jaglin? You have two actions left. Holy shit. Can I try again? <laughs> sure. This will be at a minus five, though. Oh. Boy. <laughs> I love you, Karen Krontax. Oh, yeah? Not 20. Okay. Ariadne, oh. what do you say? You fight back despite this thing's disbelief in you. Uh, she's covering her eyes when she uh, looks up and screams, I'm not lying. I'm not lying. I promise. We just came across him. We're sorry that this happened. Please listen. Okay. So that's going to be, I'm going to count that as two successes. You need a total of okay. three to make her stop. Um, All right. You have one last. Do you want to try? cast shield on herself. Good call. 
Um, Volio, it's your turn. Ah! Alright. Uh. Lot? Lot? Volio is good at blood? lying? What? Lot? Lot? No, no blood, no blood. No, 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 no. Uh... Shut the fuck up. Um. Volio's good at lying, he's not good at diplomacy, so he's going to sit this shit out. Uh, what he's gonna do is he's going to. Volio is going to. Uh, and he will, like, take any, like, attacks of opportunity that, like, come his way, but he's going to sprint over, try and grab Cortana, and run away okay. like, with her. Uh, well, you'll be happy to know so that. So he can go heal her. Okay, you run, you grab her, and you're you're gone. You have successfully uh, pulled her away. The, the Google Nas is too busy literally screaming in agony. Pog, how many actions is it? Uh, that's two total. Okay, well, he's going to take out a potion. Ready it. Okay, cool. Uh, and is that your turn? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, not Cortana's turn anymore, lol. Uh, Royari! <laughs> it's your turn. Oh, God! Uh, Royari is going to talk, uh, is going to try to talk uh, her down again. Okay, daring do, yes. You have uh, basically advantage on this roll. Okay, 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 okay. Um, then I'm going to roll diplomacy and try and talk her down. Okay, and you do a match. I do, I do. Yeah, I do. <laughs> what the fuck? Whoa. Whoa. That's, uh... that's not, that's not normal. It can happen. Ray, what did you just do? I just rolled that one twice. Um, I need to hear a point. Now. Okay, go for it. Oh, let's get three in a row. How dare you. Terry. I rolled a 28. Okay. A 28 uh, doesn't do it on your first one. Uh, what do you say to her? Um, Ryari's like, please, I, I promise that we can talk this through and you do not need to kill people because we are trying to help you. Murderers, 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 murderers! You have two actions okay. left and you can just keep doing this, but your next one will be at a minus five. Okay. I just rolled a nat 20. Um, Pog! I guess thank you, Hell's Rebels dice. Um, <laughs> the same thing happened with KK and you. The, the, the exact same thing happened. Like, I rolled that for real. Um, okay, Rayari, okay. what do you do? Uh, Rayari's like, listen, I understand that you're angry. I completely empathize with you. I cannot help you if I am dead. I think she just kind of like after screaming a little bit more, she just drops to her knees and hides her face in her hands and starts crying. And you have successfully talked down to Bugul Naz, which is great because I do want to let you know that she has some fucking horrifically powerful abilities. I do not dealt that at all. She can scream real loud and make you all feel horrible. She can flail out and do tree attacks in one action. It's horrific. But you have successfully talked her down. Um, and she kind of like sits there, hands in her face as she sobs a little bit. Ariato and Royari, you two are able to kind of like approach a little bit if you need. Um, Volio, you have Gratana in your arms. 
and she is conked the fuck out. But as you're giving her potion, she kind of like comes back too, and she's like, oh. oh, oh, don't worry, you're alive. I wouldn't let it's you there. die. It's still there. Yes, it's okay. Uh, they turned it down. She's good now. No need to worry. You could still worry, but it's uh, you're fine. You're not going to get attacked again. Not under my watch. Gratana kind of looks up at you, Volio, and nods, but kind of like shuffles a little bit away, like, like mm-hmm. just where she's lying to be like. Ugh. If you want, you could tell me how to get the rest of the way to the tower, and you can go home. I'll send Oddbody with you. No, I, I can follow you. I just need to not be near this thing. Oh yes, of course. We could stay over here. Here, we'll play a little game. Are you ready? I. I uh-huh. <laughs> he takes out Oddbody, and they just like play some like fucking jacks. Oh, my fucking god, she's she's fucking trembling. Uh, <laughs> Ariato and Royari, you two are able to approach now. Hmm. Uh, Rayari does approach and is like, um, hello there. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to make you look at me. I didn't mean to make you look at me. You're okay. Nobody is upset with you. Who who did this to my Jagrin? My only friend? That's, That's what we're trying to find out. This has been happening to multiple people and we were trying to figure out who was doing this I am so sorry my Shagrim you play the pipes for me bring music to my song help warn off people who were who heard me coming and now I'll just be singing a solo is there anything that we can do for you? would you bury him for me? I can't do it myself I can't take my hands from a face I'll cause harm to people. I'll call tr- I'll cause trouble. I can't do it myself. We can do that. She kind of nods, and like Ariadne, you can see like, like a big teardrop kind of like coming out from her misformed hands. Sorry, Jack. I'm sorry, and I'm sorry to you for making you look at my, my hideous, hideous, ugly, stinking, horrible face. You oh. are not. Ugly. I would prefer. I. I. I've. I've heard. She starts taking her hands down a little bit. Okay. That. Your hands are even more beautiful than your face. (laughs) (laughs) She puts her hands back into the. You think so? I do. She tucks some of her hair behind your ear. (laughs) Stop. Regardless, I am so sorry. We were passing through looking for um, the old forest tower and we came across your friend. I think she kind of like nudges her head a little bit towards Ariat and says, You said you're looking for who did this? Yeah. I want to put an end to it as soon as we can. You make it, you make it count. You find them. You find who did this and you make him pay. Jagrin was a kind, sweet soul didn't deserve none of this. Of course. I promise. I get a hug. <laughs> Ariato goes in for a hug. <laughs> oh, Ariato, it's so dry. It's like it's like hugging bark. Oh, n- you know what? 
She keeps hugging for the comfort, man. <laughs> oh. She can't hug back because she's still covering her face, but she curls up. She has another bit. arm. <laughs> she curls up a little bit and holds it there for a moment before she kind of stands up and kind of sniffs a little bit. And says, I must be going now, but I thank you for I thank you for doing this, and I'm sorry. And she pauses and like looks at Jagrin for a moment and says, You be good, and we'll find each other again one day in the first world. She kind of like nods and she says, I'll be getting on now. I Thank you so much. I'm sorry again for making you look at my face. And with that, she kind of stands and starts to walk off. And you hear as she's leaving, Go away, I'm coming. You shouldn't look no peeking. Go away, I'm coming. You shouldn't look no peeking. And with that, she vanishes off into the woods. Gritana kind of slowly gets up and she's like, Fuck. You just... Are you traumatized? You... You good? I... You just fought off a Google Nas? With your words? Yes. Yep. It was fun. Not all fights have to be to the death. Mm-hmm. Plus, I didn't want to hurt... I didn't want to hurt her. She was already hurting. Lily already in distress. She doesn't... She deserve to die because she was sad. The friend died. She kind of glances off at uh, the satyr. You want you want to bury it? Yes, we should do that. You promised. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I can dig. You're so talented, Volio. When you say the word dig, Ariato, something starts moving in your bag. Okay. The sh- and the shooty shovel from Shitty. Volio's command word of dig pops out of your bag. <laughs> Shitty what shovel. the fuck? <gasps> Can I use it? Oh my gosh. Uh, sure, it's gonna dig a pretty big hole, so look out. I would love to dig big holes. Volio, you hold... Three by three square hole. You, Volio, you yes. hold the shovel, but it's like guiding you instead of the other way around. <laughs> oh, this is weird. While, while Volio's doing that, um, Moriari is <laughs> going to very gently take down this um satyr you can tell royari that um the satyr is like you can see that what killed them was um not the thing from their like it wasn't a lobotomy it was that they were stabbed in the chest moments before they were lobotomized hell also Ariatu, you notice that this thing isn't carrying any pipes. And satyrs always carry pipes. Ariatu <sighs> looks around like, where the hell did the... He should have one. Where is it? Is it not on him? No. Do you think that the person who killed him has it? Probably. That or he dropped it somewhere while he was maybe running from them? Let's count on the person who killed him has it, because I want to return them to... I want to return this to her. Gratana kind of coughs and says, Whoever this shadowy murderer that this Azul Gather working with is, 
I had the feeling that there's the answer is going to be in that tower. Mm, yes, that's the next logical point in the plot. <laughs> and um, I think you guys bury this uh, this uh, satyr, putting him to rest after a violent end, and look off into the horizon where you can already see through the trees the glow of light when they on orbit. This episode of Dice Will Roll would not have been possible without the help of our Patreon supporters. Gizmo, Dimitri, Matthew, Coach McHorse, Fabel McElduff, Black Dragon Gaming, Ava, Chris Lutman, Rem T. Bright, Lonesome Chunk, Rick Jones, Steph, Emmelyn, Cone Without Name, Sean C., Skyly Peep, Natasha Lumley, Rhiannon C., Elizabeth, Jenna Mitchell, James R, Kane Kendrick, Don Bewley, Sky Evangeline, Tesla Et, Triceratops, Grey Kitsune, Jolene, Anna Maria, Felicia, Roxy, Sonia, Jordan, Cynical Spinstress, Casey Corn, Emlyn Moderna, John de Quarter, SS66Seeker, Leon, Lynx, Dame Valerie III, and Sierra. If you want to support the show, check out patreon.com slash diceroll and see what you can get for helping us keep it rolling. Be gay. Roll dice. An LGBTQIA actual play podcast network. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com.